this episode of The Full Nerd, 16-core Ryzen is here. Was it worth the wait for Navi and NVIDIA's super-blocking move? Welcome to The Full Nerd, episode 96. I'm your host, Gordon Mong, with Brad Cherkis, co-host. Hello, Internet. Elaine Yee is here. Hi, everybody. With the bun that is blocking her head phone. <laughs> Thanks for outing me, Gordon. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, you said that. I was like, what? Like, I was expecting Princess Leia buns. And Adam Patrick Murray controlling the vertical and horizontal. You know, I'm trying real hard not to drink all this uh, Respawn by Razor, but Dude, you, know, I'm, I'm you have kind been of... pushing that on everybody and in the office. And he's been drinking it. I, drinking I, have, it. I have legitimately been, legitimately been drinking it. Did you it, drink uh, all the pineapple flavor? Because that's a good one. Uh, no, actually, I have not. Uh, I tried the watermelon uh, one inside of a watermelon hint. Yesterday, I also tried the uh, cherry hint with the blue raspberry. Uh, yeah, I, you know, all I of them are pretty good. I do think it's interesting how you're trying to make these pairings like it's some gourmet thing. Well, if you have a look at this, bring out the flavor of this. Notes, you know, settle after this amount of time. Uh, yeah, and then, uh, you know, you get... Just uh, enough of a cup of coffee for something uh, <laughs> to get you a little, little bit of a jolt. I needed it. It's been warm in the Bay Area, so. Oh, my God. We've been dying. Oh, God. Anyway. I was lying on the floor yesterday like a beached whale. Yeah. I have a rock star like a pleb. You are a rock star, Brad. You are a rock Steady star. and dependable. You know who else <laughs> is a rock star? I would say uh, Lisa Sue. Kind of a rock star Ooh, uh, earlier this year or earlier this week. She does. She does command the stage very well. Yeah, uh, I have to say, seeing her in person a few times, and then really, she just she brings the energy. Some people are like, "Oh, why is she yelling so much?" Just like because she got you know <laughs> sixteen core CP or something in her hand. <laughs> Wouldn't you be yelling? I'd be yelling too. See, I yeah. segued there too. Yeah, Rising do it. Yeah, core. it's here. Yeah, it's yeah. finally here after so many rumors, so many, uh, so much playing with our emotions. Was it going to be first? Then wasn't it predicted to be here at CES first? Yeah. No. Yeah. CES. It basically yeah. was like every single next tech event. You know. <laughs> yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. Of CES, course. CES, Computex, some some other one. MWC. I don't know. No. Uh, and G- it, GDC. And then it got announced at a game. Oh yeah. Event. GDC. WWDC. WWDC. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> so, but it is here, and you know, uh, for people who don't know, I will give you the quick rundown. Uh, Ryzen nine thirty nine fifty X sixteen cores, thirty two threads. You know, SMT, 4.7 gigahertz boost, 3.5 gigahertz base, 72 megabytes of total cache, 105 watt TDP. That's actually very impressive, too. Available in September. Available in September. So, you know, it won't be available for, we haven't even actually benchmarked the 12, 8, 6 core versions of Ryzen 3000s, but people are already leaking benchmark results for the 3950X, supposedly. Which well, how does it look? Yeah, well, 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 what are they claiming, and what uh, are people rumoring? You know, it, it so the you know um, WCCF Tech had this this morning. I don't know where they got originally got the scores from. Sorry, whoever originally got the score, but they're showing Geekbench uh, basically hammering a uh, an eighteen core part. I think is what the narrative what I saw this morning. So basically beating a 9980XC, 18 cores in single multi-threaded workloads in Geekbench. So uh, 
Eh, geek bench. I know. So that, that's one thing <laughs> I'm like. I was wondering who was going to say it first. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's the one thing that bugs me um, about this. Again, yet another, you know, so-called leak and the hype building for the next part. And it's, it, the last few months, I just feel really kind of turned off by by the by people driving narratives with leaks. And I don't know if they're mm-hmm. real or not or what it is. But Geekbench is useful as a tool in certain circumstances. I'm not so sure it's the very best multi-threaded benchmark <laughs> tool. Um, I mean, it's great for phones. And, and one of the, 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 the complaints about Geekbench 3, the Geekbench 4 got made, made it a lot better, but Geekbench 3, you know, I'm none other than, than um, uh, uh, Linus Torvald, creator of Linux, was saying this, this benchmark is basically trash because it's so small, it fits all within the cache of a CPU, right? It doesn't, it's not, basically, it's a useless benchmark. It doesn't measure anything relatable that you would see in real-world use. Geekbench, in their defense, they said, well, you know, we are basing our algorithms on, uh, you know, real world algorithms. They're kind of small, but we asked, they thought that they, their feeling is a lot of applications, a lot of software was going to very small loops is what they're saying, very hot loops. But Geekbench 4 kind of corrected that. Intel is also a long time taking shots at using Geekbench at, for measuring anything. Previous versions, not the latest version, they used to say like, the most ridiculous thing about this benchmark is you would run it on a phone uh, and it would run in like five seconds, right? Because people don't want to watch their phone run for 10 minutes. And then you'd run it on, at the time, an eight core, you know, or six core, uh, core i7 part, and it would take like two minutes. So, <laughs> and then it was like, why is it taking 10 seconds on a phone? And this is not even with the new ARM parts. Why is it so, why is this taking so damn long on the PC? And it was like, Oh, because the workloads are different. Like what? Well, what kind of a benchmark are you having? <laughs> yeah. Cross benchmark, cross platform Can't that the workloads are different. So they tried to. So, they take, said, so take geek bench numbers with a grain. Take of salt. it with a grain of salt, basically. <laughs> salt mine. I, you know, I, I, I have no doubt that the 16 core part is going to be an incredible part uh, when it comes out. Well, you know, got to wait for tests, of course. But I mean, really, it's going to look like a pretty damn fast part unless you hit memory bandwidth intensive things because it only has two channels. But I, I think I just don't like this kind of like we haven't even tested the parts that we're going to get soon. And we're already moving on to the, the hype over the next part based on leaks. You know, people yep. just get there. I just it Wait. just bugs the hell out of me. Wait, how does this happen? Gordon, you're sounding an awful lot like me right today. <laughs> well, because I'm tired. I, I saw directly at Computex where I was shown some, you know, information. I was told it was on background just for us to help us guide stuff. And then I saw that leak and I don't know whether that was intentionally leaked on purpose in order to make people think one thing or whether it was just simply somebody gave it to somebody. So I, I, I don't know anymore. And I really just don't like, and I did a whole thing with um, Steve at gamers nexus. That's why I'm using his, his free mug today. <laughs> <clears throat> that, you know, it feels like we're just being used to drive narratives from all the big, all the parties now. I mean, I know mm-hmm. that's always happened before, but there were legitimate leaks from hardware partners just excited or, didn't care you know if you're a hardware partner and people don't know like oh why would a hardware partner of uh nvidia intel or amd leak something it's like because they're being passive aggressive it's like we're sick of you just telling us what to do you know they just <laughs> i can see it happening we're just like it's just intentionally leak you know uh well we got a question from uh to do whoops I lost but not it. to derail go ahead go well, ask a question no, the, this isn't the derail. Uh, Loose Tooth uh, on YouTube is asking, what's the chance that Ryzen 3000 is released uh, and it is not all that people are expecting? 
I yeah, it's hard to say. I, I that, my my feeling is no, right? Do yeah, I mean that's a bad look for them. They, we're not wearing these red shirts on purpose. No, we? I just wanted to <laughs> wear something with cats today. This is my only real cat shirt. Uh, uh, I just feel like it's one like that is a nice thing about tech reporting where it's like you have benchmarks to fall back on, right? Like it is if you are off the mark compared to everybody else, that means something went wrong or you're really just testing in a way that doesn't line up with everybody else. So for AMD to go on stage, for AMD to actually put benchmarks up, for them to be wildly off of that in real world testing would be a very, very deep, dark black mark on, on yeah. them. Yeah, it really, and you know, uh, you don't know this, but a lot of people who do work the marketing side of these companies, they understand that credibility matters because <laughs> when they when you continually lie to people about how things perform, especially people who review these things, at some point people are like, yeah, whatever, right? You know that they're full of it most of the time. So yeah, and recently, I mean, all these companies do do weird things. Sometimes they're trying to show their product in the best light. So sometimes that involves being some weird you know, niche benchmark in this, you know, edge case or whatever. But in general, recently, I feel like AMD, NVIDIA, and aside from that one weird third-party testing methodology with Intel, uh, (laughs) I think the actual things provided by all the manufacturers recently have been pretty spot on. I don't think any of them have been reaching too hard recently. Yeah, and the benchmarks they showed during the presentation were, you know, things that are very repeatable, very common, easy to replicate. And then one thing I do want to say is, you know, we brought it up on the end of the live cast. I don't know if you watched it. Uh, we we did a stream. At the no, day. I didn't get a chance to watch it. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> no one did watch it. No one wants to go back here and rewatch everything. But I will check say it out on YouTube. All the benchmarks that we saw were the most impressive for me. Uh, the parts that we're going to get sooner than the nine and seven, um, nine, five, nine, five, seven parts. Uh, the lower end. One the lower end one. parts is uh, 1080p gaming looks like. They're close enough to Intel to it don't matter, right? So that's actually yeah. very exciting. Close enough. Yeah. Close enough. There's some things where they're a little bit faster too. And there's some things where they're a little bit slower. So it's just they're, yeah, they're it's, pretty much on you know parodies there. Yeah, for and it was that I, I think that's a big news here why the part came out at E three is because that one thing that is always hanging around Ryzen is like, Oh yeah, but you're fifteen to twenty percent slower than yeah. than core. They're saying no, we're not. Um so all those benchmarks uh, as well as any content creation benchmarks were run without the fixed scheduler in the new version of Windows. So uh, they did intentionally run the core parts with MCE off, which I personally think is unfair to Intel. It's sort of, it's sort of a kneecapping uh, uh, Intel. But they also ran their own numbers without the, the, the scheduler fix. So I don't know <laughs> how it's going to end up. you got to figure if maybe MCE gives Intel parts 5% more and they get 5% more, maybe even more, possibly. They're implying a little more than that from the fixed scheduler. I think it's, you know, I think it's going to come out to match what they're setting. Their expectations, I think, are are setting things a little bit lower than where it's going to land when it when it hits, I hope. That's, that's what, how I'm That would I'm be the smart things. move. Uh, I can, I can part, understand though. why they test with it off, too, though. <laughs> I mean, like, both AMD, with that being the case, both of them should come out a little bit better, theoretically, in the future. And I, I yeah. think, I mean, both... You know, the latest version of Windows and MCE is something you can't guarantee that every chip will have. So I can understand why they're testing without all those things. Uh, also, uh, we're saying that, uh, or at least Big Mama's saying that uh, it doesn't have some of the mitigations for uh, yeah for, for the stuff. So that that's also... Yeah, it's, it's hard to say. Uh, most of those don't seem to hit gaming performance, though. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, I, from yeah. what I've seen, I, who knows? There's always new, mitig- new, new mitigation of the week. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, they don't affect the game market too much. But yes, those were not included as well. So there's sort of like a lot of things that sort of could add up to it being faster, than, even faster than what we're seeing. Uh, also, noob question from me, but uh, does MCE auto... Uh, vary depending on motherboard manufacturer yeah it all it all it's all different on probably on motherboard manufacturer and probably model to model on motherboards oh i have seen it on budget motherboards so you have the feature but maybe the vrms can't put out as much power so they're gonna be a little more conservative so maybe that mce isn't as good as the mce auto that they're pushing on the higher boards so i I can understand why they have it off then Uh, you know yeah, but it's you hard, know, it's hard to it's hard to establish a baseline if it's always yeah. going to be changing. But there is no baseline. Is is True. really my argument? There is no actual real baseline. Is the issue? So but that's one of the things you're going to be looking into, yeah. right? So yeah, I would just that's say, job, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's our job. To wait for reviews. Out. Yeah, wait for reviews. Don't don't pre order. Um, too late. Yeah, too late. But I will say, in the APU parts. Um, oh yeah, that's a different, slightly different. That's story. A different thing because it's the older twelve nanometer parts. They're still good in graphic side, but I was disappointed when I heard that that they didn't t- do talk about it. I, I don't. Yeah. Oh yeah. So you're the <laughs> you're that person I was talking to when I wrote about the people like what I don't get the most expensive brand new TSMC seven nanometer process in my ninety nine dollars CPU. I am so outraged. I didn't say outraged. I just said I was a little disappointed. It would it would have been nice. Why didn't you give us? You weren't the, most... the only one. You weren't the only one. Look, I I, I would have been willing to pay a little bit more to to get the newer process. That's all I'm saying. I, I yeah. I me don't, me. I, I'm I willing guess, to pay a little bit more. I think yeah. <laughs> uh, I I. But yeah. they still called it three thousand. Yeah, sorry, I, I missed I think, this news. I think yeah. that's why it's confusing to me that they they brought up the number so that it's supposed to be part of this generation, but it's using last quote unquote well, last generation. They, they did that. They did that last gen too, and I found it confusing when they first yeah. started. Yeah, it's and, just it makes things really muddy. Well, I mean, to be honest, though, model numbers mean absolutely nothing anymore. I they know mean that's why it's frustrating. There was a point where <laughs> yeah. I actually asked Intel specifically, "What does generation mean?" Because like, what? Why is this a sixth gen Skylake part? What the hell does that even mean? Oh well, it's based on the graphics core. Because you know, it, in fact, because I always thought it was like, well, Core i seven was like first gen, the first Nehalem parts. No, no, those didn't have graphics. We actually only started counting when we included graphics. And was it um, mm. Arendale, Clarkdale? Mm. Oh, okay, makes sense. And then, then it pretty much was like, well, why is this a ninth gen part? Well, it. It goes to eleven. Then it's got a nine. Ten. It's like there's like you mean literally there's just higher clocks, a little slightly bent as a different generation part. I know. Yeah, pretty much. Right. It doesn't mean anything for many of these folks. But I mean, at least you do get a little bit of clock speed bump on yeah. the uh, APUs. You get a clock speed on the AP parts, but um, I want to get into the, the the benchmark discussion because on all the on all the Ryzen nine nine seven five, it's like yeah, Cinebench, Blender, blah blah blah, APUs. Uh, here's spec. It's like you're using spec viewperf, <laughs> which is like that's like workstation level. Like, oh well, you know, people do use this. I I do believe somebody is running workstation level applications on an APU. But why don't you show also the other benchmarks you showed for your other CPUs here? <laughs> well, yeah, you can guess that's because it would make you look bad. I mean, companies don't like to show benchmarks that make them look bad, right? I mean, that's part yep. of that whole like, uh, which is a little bit of a bummer. But I, you know, you know. I'm, I know they're not going to come out and say we're. You're like, yeah, 
The six core well, Coffee Lake parts can be faster than our quad core. Parts. But the tricky thing about those APUs is uh, that they do have the Radeon cores, right? Like, even if Intel does manage to beat it in raw computing tasks, if you're buying a $99 chip and you can play games with it without a discrete GPU, sure. I mean, no, it's, it's still awesome. That's great. <laughs> it's still, I mean, it's a nice upgrade. It would have been beautiful to get seven nanometer, but yeah, you know, for seven. I know. It's always, it's always the leftover parts, you know. I was, I was interesting on the so the previous two APUs they were uh, uh, paste thermal interface materials, paste tims, and this new one, the bottom end part is still the the Elmer's glue, and then the the upper end <laughs> one is actually a very nice. So uh, the ninety nine dollar part. You know, it's actually pretty good. I mean, people get a little too worked up about Elmer's it sometimes. Glue. It's not it's not the most expensive, but it. There was actually a test. Uh, I don't know. It was a non-tech did, and it was like they actually tested liquid metal, and the original APUs with just the Elmer's glue stuff was like, oh, it's actually as good as some of the very good um, uh, thermal paste, or you know mm-hmm. the the very good stuff. But of course, liquid metal was better. Liquid metal is a pricier, more difficult to deal with. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, although this talking about benchmarking, I want to ask you now because I I think the other thing that was very interesting with this launch, with the fact that uh, Ryzen three thousands, the definitely the thirty nine, we have not seen any performance benchmarks from the sixteen core part officially, yep. but the Ryzen nine thirty nine hundred X, the Ryzen seven thirty eight hundred X, and the the thirty seven hundred X, we've all seen they go toe to toe with their Intel counterparts, right. price counterparts in gaming. And they but, showed demos on the... And they showed demos, yeah. but, Brad, mm-hmm. they ran the benchmarks at 1080p. So they're like, hey, look, 1080p performance, high-end graphics card. too high. What? Resolution's too high. They should have gone with 720. <laughs> no, but I... Because I, I, you know, I remember the outrage over the original Ryzen launch with 1080p gaming. People were yep. like, why are you running 1080p with, you know, a 1080 Ti card or 1080 card, right? Everybody was like, that's insane. You're just doing that to make AMD look foolish, right? Remember that? Yeah, whole- that's it was silly at the time. People were saying that had no idea what they were talking about. I want to note, though, are those folks who were just so angry that 1080p was used are going to come out and say, yeah, this is awesome now, right? Shouldn't they be sticking <laughs> to the same line? Like, this is ridiculous. I don't even care about this, right? Yeah, I you want to start time. Is this, are they going to be consistent with their their feeling that we are all so full of crap to run 1080p gaming benchmarks and now say, yeah, okay, yeah, this is valid? Because that to me looks like you're only saying that because you want to make your team look better. Right? I feel yeah. like the the uh, root of your question is, are people who are responding out of emotion still going to respond out of emotion? <laughs> I think the answer is yes. <laughs> so... Um, in this case, because they're looking for something that makes their team look great, they probably will yeah. answer in a way that aligns with that and not necessarily be consistent with what they said previously. One, one of the funny things to me when that whole thing came up is, like, if you look at the Steam hardware, sur- hardware survey, something like some ridiculous percentage of monitors are 1080p or lower, like 80 or 90%. Like, that's the number that matters, 1080p. Right. Yeah, and especially matter. for the demo, you know, where they showed the the streaming at the same time. Like, I mean, you're not going to be running 4K or even 1440 and streaming that at the same time. Like, 1080 is is a lot more realistic. Yeah, and you know, uh, and I do think there is one valid point that I think uh, came up at that time because, and I actually made sure I did it because it's like I can't like get on this high horse unless I did it myself. <laughs> but I ran 1080p on the original Ryzen launch. 
uh, tests, and I ran fourteen or sixteen hundred p because I was using sixteen ten panels, but you know fourteen forty p essentially. So I ran it. It's like yeah, look, Ryzen is twenty percent, twenty five percent slower than the equivalent Intel part at the time. I don't remember what it was. Was it KB Lake? Yeah. Uh, but when you actually, that's with a ten eighty card. When you moved up to sixteen hundred p, fourteen forty p, it just everything turned into GPU limited. Even on older games, it just turned into GPU limited tests. It didn't matter. So I was like, right. "Look, it is slower at 1080p. Twenty uh, percent is is a lot, right? But right. at 1600, 1440p, where you would be using your five hundred dollar graphics card to play games, it didn't matter. So I think that's fair. You got to point that out. But I think I just um, I just want to rub it in the faces of the people <laughs> who said 1080p gaming performance was like a just like some kind of vast you know conspiracy by everybody. Today yeah. we learned that Gordon holds long, year-long grudges. <laughs> well, it just it just needs to be Weird pointed out that. because, like, when you're wrong, like I, we get called on all the time because we're wrong all the time. That's it's cool, <laughs> <laughs> you know. At the same time, people got like, yeah, maybe uh, we were being just uh, excessive about, you know. Yeah, I'm looking for my apologies. At the time, AMD's marketing played heavily into that, and people just took it up. Well. Uh, yeah, I <sighs> also uh, Gordon. I'm sorry, uh, but the you know it was also just announced this week that consoles can do 8K now. So oh really? You know, yeah, I, P- I, PCs I have are uh, <laughs> PCs are lagging behind if you're only going to do 10. I was paying attention to hardware that mattered. Is there some, what did actually happen with the consoles? So uh, they they teased the new Xbox. Yeah, yeah. They said uh, up to 8K performance. It's the exact same as the PlayStation, basically. Yeah, uh, the basic specs that PlayStation teased, Xbox also teased on Verizon and Navi. Well, I I think it it does turn into, and I'm just sort of thinking of all the demonstrations I saw at AMD recently. It, it doesn't this really come down to what is the meaning of 8K? Depends. I got I got to work on that one. Yeah. It'll it'll play usually you're pretty good at that it'll one. Play 8K video. Yeah, that's <laughs> that, my guess. Also, too. it might upscale to 8K. That's what I think it is. Well, I of think course, what it of is course. is it's internally upscaled to 8K. It, it's going to look awesome. Of course, of course. Because one of the, the things AMD was heavily showing off was like, look at our, you know, it, they basically were saying, look at DLSS. Look how horrible this looks. We think they're scaling these these whatever textures at like you know very low resolutions, and I forget what the actual feature was. It, was it the was it the Radeon Sharp, image sharpening? The f- no, the f- yeah. or was it the fidelity thing? It might have been. There were just there was fidelity. They were sharpening. There was actually all kinds of cool stuff on the software side. Oh, are we we well. That's sort of the next thing. Oh, yeah, that's the next thing. Come on, don't even... Do we, what are you there, talking about there? Uh, anyway, is there 16 else? cores, I actually... 16 cores. Yeah, we, uh, we, big, big Mama in uh, in the Full Nerd Discord, if you want to hop in on Discord. Uh, we got plenty of stuff going over there. Uh, okay. He's asking about, uh, can you give more info on the new auto overclocking uh, on the 3600? There's a slide for the 3600 that shows a, a 200 megahertz boost yeah, I on think the it's auto overclocking. Yeah, it's their PBO, whatever. Um, precision boost over whatever it's your auto it's sort of like intel's if i read it right uh there was an incredible amount of information jammed into our brains in one day yeah. uh it's very similar to uh intel's thermal velocity boost whatever basically if 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 the chip is running cool enough it'll it'll run 200 megahertz higher i think i believe I and that's he- been Ryzen's, you know, one of their features. Basically, from the beginning, they've just been refining it in every generation. Yeah, so now they're 7 nanometer, and things are pretty awesome, so they're getting more. I mean, they they were very impressed. They were Well, they were very impressed that they were able to get more clocks um, because <clears throat> they're saying, you know, you go 14 to 12 to 7. Every time you keep making the wires 
smaller, it's harder to push electrons through it, right? You get mm-hmm. you increase the resistance. They say we're still getting more clocks out of it. Um, it's interesting. I if you look at Intel's tenth gen um, Ice Lake part, is that it? Ice Lake U. Those are laptop parts, so they're not desktop parts, but they're actually much lower than what they got out of Whiskey Lake. So Whiskey Lake, you know, uh, Whiskey Lake U parts were like. I don't know, four gigahertz, four five, four six. I mean, they were way up there. So the new, the new Ice Lake parts are like four gigahertz. Mm-hmm. They make up a lot of it because of their IPC increase in that Ice Lake part. But you're like, why is why is Whiskey Lake four point six gigahertz, and why is Ice Lake four gigahertz? Maybe this is kind of the thing that AMD was talking about. It's like you keep shrinking the wires down, you keep increasing the the resistance. I don't know what the actual reason for that is. They they didn't tell me. So for on the Intel side. Uh, but it does look like they're getting very decent clocks, and the PBO probably going to be more more effective with this generation as well. Uh, also, we have a, uh, a tweet that Whiskey Omega, a friend of the show Whiskey Omega, had put in our Discord uh, from uh, Robert Halleck of AMD. Uh, the, it was some sort of thread, but the tweet that they embedded was is just something he said uh ryzen doesn't have a single core turbo clock our boost algorithm pursues the highest possible clocks on as many as cores as possible until you hit some sort of limit whether it's socket power core temps vrm whatever so and and i know there's a lot of talk about the 16 core part uh you know because what would it say four seven was the, the four clock? seven yeah four seven turbo mm-hmm. so uh a lot of people are wondering about you know like a single core, multiple core. What, what do we think for such a high end part? I I think it's one of those things where <clears throat> we'll have to we'll have to get closer to the launch before we get more information about it. Yeah. But it is you know four seven turbo or whatever four seven boost three five base. Uh, their base is probably you know it's interesting because I'm thinking back to Ryzen two right or Ryzen two thousands where they pretty much ran near their boost most of the time, but they're mm. I can't even. My brain is still trying to recover. I, I'm going to expect you'll be running at most of the time over for four seven, right? Because or not not over four seven, but up above four. So it's going to be a very decently clocked yeah. part. You know, and the thirty nine fifty X does actually have higher clocks than the thirty nine hundred X, but you know, hundred megahertz higher boost. But it's probably not going to happen on all cores. This is kind of what we see on Intel Xeon parts, or even on their on the Core i nines, where you have <clears throat> you get eighteen cores where the turbo is insane five gigahertz but the base is very low because the base is the way it works on intel land is base is like oh things are really going wrong you know you use toothpaste instead of a good you know insulin there's just <laughs> everything's or your your pump stop working all these kind of things their base clock is worst case scenario so i if this holds true for this they didn't get into that detail we probably just didn't ask but um they didn't but i do feel like the order in which they're listing the clocks now are an indicator probably of what they uh, want to uh make everyone think about their clocks so they want they put the higher one first because i think what they're trying to say is like you're probably going to get something a little bit closer to this over what you're getting for the base yeah it feels like it right oh i don't have the clocks listed on this other slide but uh, for the other line, you know, 12-core, 8-core, 2 eights, these are just, we don't need to go over them. Everybody knows all these prices. And all yeah, this. yeah. Yeah. Uh, I will say that if people want to hear us do more discussion about, like, pricing, who we think that 16-core part is for, all that, we did uh, do that right after the live stream Yeah. Um, on our, like, live cast sort of commentary. Yeah. 
check it thing. out on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Uh, we do have some people, just to wrap up the CP stuff, we do have some people uh, talking about the Threadripper uh, rumors this morning. I, about the 64 court. There's not going to be a Threadripper. They didn't have on that slide one presentation <laughs> at some point <laughs> in the internet, and it didn't, like, it's not going to happen, right? We talked right? about this already. Yeah, did we? We did. We? Yeah, we did. Yeah. And then at, at Computex, Lisa Sue, yeah, said no. Yeah, of course, she's like, know. what? What yeah. the? What the? She's like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I, this is the one thing that kind of bugs me. That and This is the thing that always turns Brad off, but now it's really bugging me because this is like we have become, and I'm very angry about this, we have become like the NBA sports media. We're just like, you got nothing to talk about, so you just make stuff up and talk about anything at all, any little facet. And it's just like, so they didn't, it's, it's like they didn't have this one slide. So the internet immediately said, Oh, ain't no Threadripper. Ain't not making one. Yeah, we weren't even talking about Threadripper. We were talking about, like, uh, <laughs> microphones or something like that. Well, you didn't have Threadripper on there. Not going to happen. <laughs> I mean, that that is, I mean, there should be some responsible, responsible response from the media, if you're actually responsible, to just no, simply just chase these crazy rumors and then just inflame people and, like... I'm just going to say that... Gordon has been saying that he's a little burned out. Burned out Gordon is feisty Gordon. <laughs> no, I just, I just like, I mean, like, I was like, oh my God, yeah, you're right. They didn't have that on slide. What does that mean? What? And it's crazy. This is not just AMD. This is all tech companies. It's all NBA teams. Well, how come he's not out here? What? He should be, you know, it's just, everybody's like, everybody just jumps to the conclusion, the worst possible conclusion or just any conclusion at all. If there's not actual information. It's which I mean it's it's a it's a human thing, right? If there's a, a, if there's a vacuum thing. of of lack of information, people just make stuff up oh, and yeah. they run with it. It's it's no different than phenomenon when you see someone and they don't appear at something with their significant other. They're like, did they break up? Yeah, did they break up? <laughs> yeah, and no, she got the flu, right? But I don't. Yeah, I, I I don't. By the way, Gordon, I have this new game called Jump to Conclusions. <laughs> Is it a map? Yeah, you you like stand at the end uh, you know, and then you make a decision. It's interesting, Adam, because a lot of people think. <laughs> Like we're Great really movie. smart, but what we are is harder reviewers. And if we were, what we do mostly is we talk to the engineers. Smart. We we that, go and talk to the engineers. Uh huh. I mean, and, and see, you're not getting the whole office space. Thing. I don't remember that part. Oh come on, the engineer part. No, sorry. <laughs> They're talking to him like, oh, what do you, what, what exactly do you oh, do? Oh, I go talk I, to the uh, engineers. Okay. I talk to the engineers, and the customers, you know, they. You go. You physically bring the documents to the engine. No, my my secretary does that. Well, what, what is it you do here? Right? That was, come on, that's a classic office space scene. That's uh, pretty good. Uh, yeah, yeah. Millennials need to watch that hey, movie. Office space Memorize still it. holds up really, really mm-hmm. well. Uh, but before we uh, you know, run out of too much time, uh, let, let's get some Radeon, uh, some Navi. You know, uh, there were a lot of people waiting for Navi, and then uh, some people had some thoughts. Many thoughts. Many thoughts. <laughs> Not all favorable. Was it worth the wait? I, Brad, you want to kick this off? I honestly don't remember any of the, all of the. <laughs> I have been super busy with E3 this week, so I don't have okay. as, probably as much super deep technical things as some people, but I have the basics here. Um, so yeah, basically, you know, Navi is here using the new RDNA architecture that AMD just introduced. Um, the first version, there's going to be two forms, the Radeon RX 5, 5, how do they pronounce that? 5700 5, XT. 5700 XT is the full featured one. It's $450. It has 8 gigabytes of GDDR6 memory. So not HBM, not GDDR5. The same thing as you'll find in the 
RTX series. And AMD says that this card will uh, potentially beat the RTX 2070 in performance for $50 less. Uh, obviously, or not obviously, but does not have ray tracing technology, unlike NVIDIA's cards. Uh, there's a second GPU called the Radeon RX 5700 non-XT, so there's no XT on it. Um, it has a few, a little bit fewer, you know, compute unit stream processors, etc. Yep, yep. Yeah, but it still has 8 gigabytes of GDDR6 memory, and it's priced at 380 bucks. Uh, AMD's numbers show it beating the RTX 2060 in a bunch of games, but it does cost about $20 more. Um, and then they're they're both six pin eight pin power. A lot of their slides they showed the mini had two eight pins. So I, they told us that oh those are just engineering boards. That was an incorrect render. But we saw engineering boards with two eight pins. Mm-hmm. But they will say shipping cards will have eight and six. An interesting thing about these is that uh, AMD actually touted them with uh, or unveiled them using a new terminology called game clock. Yes. Mm. yes. So, they'll, so they'll have a base clock and they list the base clocks. They have a boost clock, which is apparently, you know, short bursts like we we're talking about with the processors. Like if you're just doing something real quick, it needs like a quick oomph. That's what the boost clock is by AMD's terminology. Uh, game clock somewhere in the middle is what you can expect to find in the majority of games. Yeah. So a good way to think of it, uh, that's how NVIDIA refers to its boost clock. Oh. So game clock for Radeon is equal to boost clock for NVIDIA, basically. Uh, oh, interesting. Yeah, that, that's a good way to think about it. There was definitely a lot of sort of confusion when they talked about this, this feature to us. That it, was, it was like, is game clock really just a, a throttling mode? Well, I, I look at it like uh, like NVIDIA's cards, even though they have a certain boost clock rating they will actually go higher in practice like if you're playing a game that's not the most strenuous or you're doing different tasks it'll go way above the boost clock if it's able to that's what this new game clock is going to be but the rated boost clock is just short bursty things would be my guess for amd yeah yeah for amd for very light things um and then the the base clock is a you know worst case scenario running for a mark or something what they're saying yeah Uh, do you think that makes sense and they basically said they're the game clock will be based on you know a suite of games that they think is valid Okay, that that sounds reasonable to me. Uh, mostly because AMD uses its like Nvidia will bust out Quadros and it'll bust out GeForce cards, and they'll have different things for each market. RND, uh, not RND, Radeon tends to have these GPUs and use them in all different sorts of markets. So I think it makes sense for them to kind of differ- differentiate that way. It yeah. makes sense. It is confusing. Uh, having different terminologies used by AMD and NVIDIA, but it makes sense. Well, yeah, it's like um, AMD's TDP doesn't isn't the same as Intel's TDP. Intel's TDP is what they kind of average what it should be running at, and then yep. AMD's TDP is like absolutely maxed out kind of thing in the past. I don't know if that's going to hold true now, but... Uh, and, I'll, and obviously, uh, uh, I didn't get into it originally, but these Radeon cards, uh, they also support... They're built on 7 nanometer, just like the Ryzen CPUs, and they support PCIe 4.0 uh, if you do pick up one of those Ryzen CPUs with the next 570 motherboard. So there's all kinds of cutting-edge tech in it. Yeah, uh, and the one thing uh, for the PCI 4.0, you know, if they have shown the, the difference in graphics performance using a, fe- a feature mark um, feature test mm. in 3d mark 
realistically, you know, we've talked about it before many times. It's not going to make that much of a difference in today's games, at the game settings people use. But they did actually have a cool demo. I need to update the PCIe story that I wrote actually a couple weeks ago <laughs> that shows uh, it was uh, DaVinci Resolve pushing 8K streams, and they had basically a, a PCIe 4.0 Radeon card, and they would just they could switch between uh, PCIe 4 and PCIe 3. And you really could not, in this DaVinci Resolve test show, it would kill the PCIe 3 card. Whereas on the PCIe 4 card, um, it was made to be, I think it was like 40% faster or something like that. It was, wow. it was a pretty, it was, it was actually an, an a more useful use case scenario. I could see content creators, uh, if you're doing this, I really do need PCIe 4 and, um, there may there was a little bit of confusion that you may see in other stories because they're in their briefing they they thought um, it was really because of the PCIe four SSD that was helping the streaming test this, but uh, and that's what they told us in the briefing yeah some of it could be from the PCIe four SSD but then I saw the demo and I spoke to the person he's like oh no <laughs> this is running on PCIe three SSD. So this is not just because we have a PCIe 4 SSD, that, that Fizon-based one, but it is coming off of the PCIe 3 as a WD Black drive, going into memory and then going into the car, I guess. So it was it was definitely, it was a That's real important. result. Important very important, very important. So it wasn't it wasn't just simply, you know, bottlenecked by the, the, the SSD. They're showing that, yeah, you for content creation tasks, you know, 8K, extremely <laughs> high-resolution uh uh, video files yeah it, it's going to make a difference we'll see i mean it is something made by resolve probably to to show off bandwidth are they going to make this a general feature in resolve i don't know it's adobe ever going <laughs> to support it nope i don't know so um but it's a, at least it's a better argument for it uh well sorry to derail this uh but we have a friend of the show um Steve from Gamers Nexus uh, here oh, in the chat man. with us. What's going on, Steve? Uh, he's not trolling. He's actually wants to point out. He w- yeah, yeah. You, you use the cup and you summon Steve. Oh. Uh, oh, is that how it works? Yeah, I guess. Uh, he says uh, that that we should be uh, calling out the fact that you, on the video that you two did together over on Gamers Nexus, uh, that you called the pricing. You you got it correct. I was. Uh, I that was amazing, right? I was thinking, oh, I should like. No, no, I, I, because I, I said the fifty seven hundred XT would be four fifty, and I said mm-hmm. the fifty seven hundred would be, God, what the, heck? I don't remember because I was like, it feels like a month ago. I mean, if you nailed it, I was three eighty. I think I, I think I was like twenty bucks off on the forty seven hundred. I said it would have been nice if it came in at at three fifty, but that's you know that's just that was sort of like wishful thinking. You got the original Ryzen pricing right too, man. Maybe uh, yeah, he really? just waits to see what your predictions are. Uh, and then, yeah, but based on Steve that, ran that after. So we recorded yeah. that yeah, yeah. down there under embargo. He ran it after, and then AMD released the prices. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. I was watching. I didn't get all the way through it yet. All the way through it yet, but I was watching that video last night. And you, you guys both even said like we're recording this before we have prices. We're just gonna start taking some guesses. <laughs> I, you know, I, I, I've been very wrong on prices, but I, you know, you only remember the ones you got right. I remember the S. <laughs> my favorite was that SSD one, where it's like I basically landed the price of the SSD one terabyte SSDs like basically within a dollar within a week of them hitting that price. 
Was, that was impressive. That's but I don't know. That's I just, good. It kind of felt right, you know? I mean, I mean, maybe I'm just kind of used to being batted around by all these companies. And the well, maneuvering seems very clear to me to how they're going to maneuver against each other. Well, it, it's interesting because, uh, like, we also have uh, people in the chat kind of from both ends saying, like, hey, I was expecting something more higher end. I wish Navi would compete with the, the 2080 Ti. And then some people saying, oh, man, uh, you know, AMD's always been about budget. Uh, you know, how come they didn't come in? You know, lower than that. You know, what what do we think? Is is everybody upset? No. Budget. Uh, let's hear from the budget representative. <laughs> <laughs> the chair recognizes a budget contingent of PCs. <laughs> I mean, we talk- I think this is a good place to start, man. I think it, you know Vegas kind of <laughs> long in the tooth. Like it's real hard to suggest Vega parts right now. Uh, d- 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 you Radeon can find 7? them on sale sometimes. Radeon Seven exists. It's still the top end part. So Radeon 7 still exists. I'm not sure if there's any stock. There was not any stock of Radeon 7 at all for months. I haven't checked in a while. Uh, but it makes sense, you know, starting from the top down. That's a solid midsection. The thing is, right now, uh, the Radeon RX 570 and 580, I mean, it's a few years old process. I'm sure they make them real cheap. They sell them real cheap. They are, like, the Radeon RX 570 and 580 are where they are beating the crap out of NVIDIA right now yeah. down at that lower end. Like, so I can understand why they would want to reinvigorate this yeah. high-end, mid-range, I guess you would call it. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it makes sense to me. 570 is going for, like, what, 115, 120 yeah. on sale now? Yeah, with it's two free games. Pretty, it's pretty <laughs> stunning how much value you get, even though the card, you know, the technology is older. Um, the one question we had on this live cast stream, um, was it Tuesday, Brad, that I kind of wish you'd been able to answer a question. Somebody asked, um, would you buy a Vega 64 or would you get one of these cards? Oh, yeah. That and we, a... we, we talked about it, but we are kind of, I was kind of curious what your take would have been had you been there. Uh, I'm not sure what Vega 64 pricing looks like about right 400, now. 400, I think, when I looked. I would definitely buy this. I would definitely buy this then. Yeah, that's, I mean, it's, if they're comparing this against the RTX 2070 in AMD slides that I'm looking at. Uh, Vega 64, I mean, don't buy last year tech to save 20 bucks or whatever. Yeah, I mean, our DNA, according to their marketing, they're showing our uh, DNA versus GCN, looking at 50%. Same power, same configuration, and you're getting 50% more performance. So something something to consider about uh, AMD launching these, you know, four hundred dollar cards first rather than budget cards is, again, they're the first ones to seven nanometer. And that's not cheap. So it makes sense to me for them not to launch, you know, two hundred dollar graphics cards at seven nanometer. Uh, also, we have another friend of the show from uh, Hard OCP TV, yeah. still still using the, the that account. Uh, AMD has left a good bit of wiggle room in its pricing to give it the ability to react to NVIDIA, moving its stack pricing stratification. Uh, yep. uh, also, no reason to leave money on the table out of the gate. Yep. Yeah, good point. Yeah, I, I just couldn't. I can't see them. That's why three fifty would have been pretty awesome. Four fifty seven hundred, but it's not going to happen. Too too new. Too too much performance yeah. for that money. We'll see. I guess we're going to kind of have to talk about it in the next segment. We'll talk about the next segment. Because <laughs> yep, yep. things are going to get interesting soon, I think. Although I want to, I do want to shift to the, 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 the thing where I talked about it with Steve. Steve, I mean, if you say his name three times, <laughs> he so. just shows up behind you with a halo. But RTX, I was in, really, it's interesting why everybody keeps asking about ray tracing. 
right now, I and then everybody's been beating on everybody for no. They hate ray tracing. We don't want it. It's oh, fake. It's no. not real. Gordon rent incoming. But now everybody's like, oh, where's the ray tracing? Actually, I, I do have to say, Gordon, you did you did predict this. You know, uh, when R- RTX came out, you were like, hey, you know, now once you know Navi comes out, people are going to be like, wait, but why doesn't it have ray tracing? Even though everyone dumped on the original RTX cards for having ray tracing, so it, we definitely did see plenty of comments saying like, oh, hey, why? why no ray tracing but also on stage they were like oh well we're going to give you per- performance and not just some sort of gimmick that doesn't help you uh in, yeah, in your da- daily games there for sure. that's what i called shade. like six months ago that's how they're gonna do it yeah <laughs> uh, here's the thing though uh ray tracing is not established yet it's picking up steam it's still very much in the beginner stages there were a few big announcements at e3 like uh I think it's Watch Dogs Legion and Cyberpunk are going to have ray tracing. There's still only a handful of games on it. Uh, if you pay attention to the console launches, um, AMD worked some sort of ray tracing hardware into those. Yep. Um, but not Navi. And I think that actually makes a lot of sense. <clears throat> Pardon me. Because consoles are designed to last forever. Like console generations are at least five years, right? Uh, and I would expect five or six years from now, there's a decent chance ray tracing will be a thing graphics cards are replaced much faster than consoles typically so it makes sense to me that they don't put dedicated ray tracing hardware into navi right now so that they can offer more performance to counter nvidia's cards that are loaded up with the technology that only works in a handful of games so brad i have a question for you uh one of the things that i've been wondering is that because ray tracing got mentioned with the custom, I guess, APU type parts that they're making for their console partners, do you think that's also what contributed to people asking about ray tracing? Because I feel like if AMD had kind of kept this pure, no ray tracing kind of uh, approach, maybe it wouldn't necessarily be on people's minds. But I'm wondering if because they did it for the partners, but, but not their own actual cards for the PC, mar- PC gaming market, that's why people are like, hey, what, no ray tracing? That makes sense. I did. I did see people on, you know, Reddit or Twitter or whatever, somewhere on the internet, specifically reference that more than once. Like, oh, what? It's in the consoles. How come it's not in the graphics cards? Hmm. So I think it did muddy the water bits. I can understand why it happened, uh, but you know, I I don't consider it a black mark against them to not have ray tracing yet. Yeah, and I, I I same. I agree. I I somebody was calling me on YouTube. It was like, are you saying you're okay <laughs> with fifty seven hundred XT not having? Yeah, I. I mean, ray tracing is cool technology. It, it's clearly a path for the future that mm-hmm. AMD, Intel are going to get behind as well. But you don't have to have it right now immediately. It's like you don't have to have a 12 core processor, right? You don't have a six. You don't have to have a eight sixteen core processor. If you need it, it's awesome. But it's also nice to have it when you get there. When you were like, oh, all the apps can actually use 12 cores. That's awesome. You're there ahead of it, right? But I just think you don't, yeah, I don't think you have to have ray tracing at the moment. But if you bought a car today, Brad, I mean, like, Cyberpunk really kind of wowed everybody, right? Everybody was like, whoa. Yeah, but I'm wowed by the game. I was working on I mean, if it yeah. has the reflections, a couple of screenshots they actually have with ray tracing. NVIDIA and uh, CD Projekt released some screenshots, and it looks amazing, actually, with ray tracing in those couple of screenshots. Uh, but, I mean,. I like more performance. I like higher frame rates. I'm, I'm, I also like RTX technology in the higher-end cards. Like, I think it makes a lot of sense to have ray tracing in the 2080 and stuff like that. But I'm fine with AMD making the decision to say, hey, we're going to give you higher frame rates and not invest all that money into that. 
Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, but I, I just kind of think it's going to be a really hard selection. We, we see with laptops right now where um, you have 1660 Ti laptops, slightly slower than 2060 laptops. Weird. And which one do you buy? One gives you sort of <laughs> ray tracing performance. Not gonna, 2060 in laptops, is, especially Max-Q, is not exactly going to wow you right now. So I, I, I don't... I don't know how to, to, to pick. How do you pick between a... If you have $500 to go buy a GPU, say 600 stretch it a little bit. So decent high end. What do you buy? You know, I don't... Do you do, you do ray tracing support on the hopes that when Cyberpunk comes out, you can play it? Well, right now, I think the 1660 Ti on desktop, I think it's $280, $260, something like that. Whereas the RTX... 2060 is 350 so it's a pretty significant jump up so i mean it depends on i guess whether your budget can handle 70 bucks for a gamble just like always <laughs> and the 2060 is well, a, when, when, yeah. what's up no i'm just wondering if the 2060 if the ray tracing performance is good enough to keep you happy i mean i guess you yeah. run it at medium are we, are we talking you know? about desktop or laptop desktop it's yeah. not it's pretty slow on on uh, laptops Versus desktop. It'll, de- it'll depend on the game. Like, something more intense like Metro Exodus, I would probably not want to do a 2060 on. I'd yeah. rather probably skip it, but we'll see. One thing I found interesting about AMD's presentation is that you were there. I mean, uh, they seem to say, like, their future plan for ray tracing, they see a lot of the heavy lifting actually happening in the cloud, which I don't know if that's just because they announced that Google Stadia win, <clears throat> but that I didn't expect to see that. Yeah, I didn't. It actually is a little bit of um, disconcerting to me because uh, I'm sorry, I'm never going to accept something being done on a cloud and shut down my PC as my primary experience as a as a supplementary. Yeah, awesome. But I'm I'm not going to maybe for laptops. No, I just I I just don't I just don't see that, and it really is a little scary because I'm I'm looking at this this slide right here. Basically, their ray tracing vision because they had to address this question is uh shader and actually i'm not going to say who but i was called out because my story said hey i don't think they said they were going to do ray tracing in gcn right i'm like oh, okay i got to go back and check the tape on that but uh shader ray tracing for gcn and rdna is what the slide says pro render for creators radeon rays for developers so yeah not for not for consumers got to go change that in my story hardware select lighting effects for real-time gaming next gen rdna and then the next one is cloud Right, evolving. So full scene ray tracing, leveraging cloud computing. And it's that last one that really bugs the hell out of me. I really feel yeah. like the hardware is basically AMD's version of what we've got today with hybrid right. ray tracing. Because it's not mm-hmm. going to be all done on it immediately. It's going to take years and years and years work. But yeah. I mean, here's the thing, though. I feel like the cloud, that may not necessarily be for us, which is a U.S. audience. I think in countries where they have super reliable, super fast internet, it could be a, a strong sort of feature there, probably like your Asia markets. Is this a console perspective here? Really? No, I'm serious. Like, we have horrible, like, infrastructure for broadband internet in the U.S. Yeah. So I'm with you. Like, living here, I don't really see cloud being something that you can really rely on um, dependably. Whereas if you're in, what, South Korea, where, like, freaking everywhere has amazing internet, then, yeah, maybe that could be a real thing there. I, yeah, I don't know. Uh, sorry, not to, to derail this, uh, but we are running out of oh, time. Yep. Uh, I, yeah, I was I've, about to say the same thing. Yeah, to, to finish up this stuff before we get to the NVIDIA stuff, uh, there, there are some really good questions uh, from, from the chat here. 
uh, in this. Uh, during the Navi gaming benchmark, uh, VAC Killers uh, asked during the Navi gaming benchmark of World War Z uh, that on the uh, on one side they're using DX11 for the 2070, and the 5700 XT was using Vulcan, uh, which wasn't disclosed until the end of the video, and some people didn't notice that. What, what do we think about that? Didn't they say something in the presentation about best versus best, though? Was do you think it's related to that? I would hope. I, I would that imagine the CPU part. that if you ran the 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 Nvidia card with Vulcan, it's not going to be as good. So I think that's that's safe. Okay. I think it's fair because that's you've got Vulcan, you've got a card that runs Vulcan. What are you going to not run it? You know, mm-hmm. it's faster, so you're going to do it. It really it, that goes with yeah. I think that's best versus best. You know, I don't think that's any kind of like we're trying to not show our performance or cheat or anything. I think that's yeah. That's as long as fair. it's Hopefully they did say best versus best. If they just did tech it on as a footnote at the end, it's like, eh. But yeah, I don't, I don't have any issue with the, that approach either. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Ryan's asking, uh, what are your thoughts on AMD locking down the firmware on the 5700 XT and limiting overclocking as a result? Hmm. I don't know where they're I getting d- that. I don't know enough about that. Okay. Yeah, um, but then, I'm I'm gonna guess they don't want you to blow it up. Is usually. The thing. <laughs> uh, also, uh, Hookster says uh, if you're recommending somebody pick a 5700 XT over a Vega, uh, would you also recommend the blower model or wait for third-party cooling systems? Um, if you have a in general, I would wait for third-party. Uh, but I mean, if you want a day one, you're gonna have to get the blower. If you have a small form factor PC, wait for the. I mean, you're gonna want the blower anyway. Uh, that being said, I always say wait for reviews. I wouldn't recommend anybody buy this yet until we know how it actually handles. Yeah, I always wait. Don't pre-order. But um, at the same time, I will say, in God, I almost said NVIDIA. AMD did <laughs> actually say, because I asked them, you know, your blowers have traditionally just, you know, sucked. Right? Oh, Everybody oh, said yeah. your, your blowers <laughs> have, you know, the ones with GeForce cards are actually pretty decent. Everybody's been pretty happy with them for the most part. Not as good as a big ass, you know, uh, Asus card. But for what they are, they're pretty good. AMD ones have traditionally been pretty horrible, and they said, "Yeah, we we heard that. We've heard that sentiment from before, and we we are working on that. This this does address that. So they do say this card should be decently good. Whereas, yeah, we know you you've always complained. I well, think they they said they locked it, it down to forty eight dB or something. Can't get much worse. So <laughs> I take their word on that. Yeah, but they say, yeah, we heard you. You know, there's they they are they did try to do some." work on this blower to make it much better so we'll have to wait and see see how sensitive brad's ears are the you testing vega 64 it was actively unpleasant to be in the room basically like i gave it big marks off because it was like and i test in a closed case like i try to test in realistic scenarios and i did not like it just was so bad <laughs> two, the two those 290x cards were pretty impressive though that was on the whatever mode they yeah. had that was yeah uh, also, uh, we, we had some other people saying it, but also uh, just a regular uh, was pointing out that uh, they did not think that the price for performance improvement for Navi uh, was worth it. What, what's the point to moving to a brand new technology seven nanometer if you're not going to adjust your price for performance? I haven't had a chance to look too deeply into that. Uh, I head up our E3 coverage, so I've been very busy on that this week. Uh doesn't seem bad. Hey, man, I mean, Vega 64 wasn't really hanging with the 2070, but the XT does, and it's 450 bucks. Yeah, that's what I was saying. I, the, I don't remember the Vega 64 being, like, on equal footing with the 2070 at all. Would you, I mean, you're... You got to remember when Vega came out as well, like, 
they has the I forget the actual launch prices. It's been a couple years, or but the actual launch prices, like what you're thinking back and thinking, like oh, that was let's say a five hundred dollar card, the Vega sixty four. It was not. It was only available at launch in those weird ass bundles that come with games and, a and mother- <laughs> stuff like that for like two hundred dollars more. So you got to keep that in mind when you're looking back like that. Like for months, you could only buy them in those weird ass bundles that cost an extra hundred or two hundred bucks. Got it. Uh, well, you know the the Navi uh, stuff that came out was uh, is is supposed to be you know right on, right right in the ballpark of some of these uh, Nvidia cards. But what if Nvidia changed their uh, their approach? Mm-hmm. Uh, so if they what, had something super that, faster. Yeah. What? what uh, <laughs> we've heard some rumors. We have uh, some super rumors. Yeah. Some Nvidia itself teased the super something super is coming. Had a little trailer out. Just said super the logo. So what what would, what would that mean for AMD if uh, if if these new cards are are better? Well, that will depend exactly what super winds up being. But uh, yesterday, uh, WCC F Tech published a piece. Uh, take with a big grain of salt. Uh, I always take rumor posts with a big grain of salt. Uh, WCC F Tech particular. Sometimes they are great at nailing rumors. Sometimes they are great at spectacularly failing at nailing those rumors. So definitely take it with a grain of salt. Uh, But according to their piece, basically, NVIDIA is going to launch super versions of its RTX lineup. So the RTX 2060, 2070, 2080, 2080 Ti, that basically takes the chips of the existing one, bumps them down for the same price, is basically what it's saying. So, like, the new RTX 2060 Super would actually have a 2070 chip inside of it, but still be priced like a 2060. Hmm. And on down the stack, uh, with the 2080 Ti at the top getting some sort of new chip. Hmm. Wow. That's more powerful than before. Uh, Yeah. uh, They're saying there's going to be more uh, flexibility for custom board makers to put their own vrms in there to potentially you know bolster performance that way too um power unlocked uh so it sounds pretty great according to that rumor again take it with a grain of salt but if nvidia does come out and do that and amd is positioning you know the rx 5700 against the 2060 right now and nvidia comes out with these super cards where all of a sudden the 2060 is a 2070 that's going to change things a lot. Yeah. Well, yeah, I'm looking at this WCCF tech story now. And, uh, interesting. What are the prices again right now for a 2060? Uh, $350 is the baseline for 2060, I believe. Uh, so, and 2070 is 500 Are they actually hitting that street price, though? Uh, I'm not sure. It's been a few weeks between Computex and yeah, whatnot that be, I've managed to check. That would be really interesting. I don't know if it necessarily kill AMD's efforts before they even get out the gate, but it definitely will put a damper on it. Well, like Kaya was saying, I think AMD left itself a lot of wiggle room in those prices. Mm. So if something like that does happen, it'd be a price war, which is great. <laughs> great for us, for sure. Well, yeah. uh, but I mean, who who would lose would be the people who just bought RTX cards. Uh, we, we have some people no, in the chat. No, no. Kind of, you, I mean, you would still have a badass card. <laughs> no, you but you could have if you waited a week. You could have uh, had Gotten even better the same of amount a card. Of money. Yeah. But, you know that's unfortunately that is what technology. I is I mean, that's like. yeah, that's that's yeah. Kind of tech. <laughs> so, 
but yeah, if that winds up being the case or something like that, I mean, that does sound pretty super actually. So I'm very interested, very interested to see. I expected NVIDIA to have an announcement because they teased that right before Computex. I was expecting an announcement either at Computex or at least E3, but we haven't heard anything. So yeah, I was hoping for uh, some sort of live stream or something, and yeah, no, nothing. I was curious, especially since Computex did they they streamed that live, right? The Computex one uh, for the creator stuff, yeah, I yeah, believe so. Yeah, yeah. So. But there was, a, yeah, there. I don't believe this. Whatever this uh, super thing is, I don't think there's anything. I just, yeah, I was, I was hoping for E3 there would be some sort of you know live stream, and then we would have gotten. Uh, some you know, some big live streams during E3. <laughs> I'm just I'm just like looking. It's funny. I was just looking at Nvidia GeForce RTX 2080 Ti Super. Then you just keep adding words on there. There's like no more room on the card. Wait till you get to the partner ones where they start adding OC 6G <laughs> RGB. That I I wonder yeah. what that 2080 Ti Super would go for. I mean that just super expensive <laughs> well yeah. according to this piece it's saying prices stay as is prices so basically if is. this piece is correct what this piece is saying is that what is the 2080 ti chip now is going into the 2080 Damn. for the 2080 price and the 2080 ti super will be some sort of new chip that still has the huh. same ridiculous price wow crazy you still those things are still going for over 1200 dollars on the street like that thousand dollar those thousand dollar models never really happened uh does uh sorry i haven't read the article does the article say anything about release schedule or anything some people are saying should they wait uh they said this it said uh june right yeah it said this article says that they're thinking the 21st uh but it could be anywhere between now and the beginning of july would be an announcement so now is probably not a good time to just wait just wait a little bit to buy a graphics card yeah. If you're if you're in the upper, I mean, if you're in the mainstream range, if you're under three hundred dollars, I think you probably do, we're not going to see much movement there. But if you're looking to buy a high end card and you can wait even a month just to see how everything shakes out, I would highly recommend yeah. it. Yeah, and you're going to want to wait anyway because you want to see how these new Navi, Navi parts do. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. and then yep. is it Navi or Navi? Navi, Navi. Wait, is that the same from that Cameron movie? Yeah. <laughs> I thought you, Avatar. I thought. Avatar. Avatar. No, I I would definitely wait anyway because you want to see how the new AMD cards do. Yep, definitely. Yep. And you know, <laughs> I'm going to make another bold prediction Uh-oh. here. Uh-oh. Having now realized the reason why I can get the pricing right and all of the is because I'm so used to how the maneuvering. I'm so sensitive. It's like barometric pressure from Intel, <laughs> AMD, and Nvidia. I'm like, I understand the like if you were Nvidia. And you want it to mo- do the most effed up thing to your competition. To You're like, hey, you're going to have a parade on July 7th. What day do you think you would release your card on? You know, I mean, that's like that. You can see that one coming from a mile away, right? That's the way it just works. So your it just bold works. prediction is that these all release on 7-6? It'll, <laughs> it'll either be that or right after because... I, that, that would be funny. Let's face it. I mean... Nvidia is kind of mean to AMD, right? They're they're pretty mean to AMD with the launches, and they would kind of try to mess with each other. So I I would predict that you would see more information on these cards trickling out up till then, mm. leaks of how fast it is, mm. and then probably a launch designed to like you know I've made this I, many times before. Hey, you having a party on Friday? Unfortunately, I'm having a party too. <laughs> oh, Nvidia is going to be there. 
<laughs> yeah. Oh, that's... Nvidia is super clever too. Like super you don't even clever. see some of the behind the scenes stuff. I wouldn't be surprised if they time it in a way so that the reviews come after Navi, but yeah. reviewers have these cards in hand while they're testing Navi, but can't talk about it. Yes, because huh. <laughs> then you you know you have that part. You know the embargo breaks after that part. Yeah, it's going to affect how you write the review. No reviewer is going to write it in a vacuum because they don't want to tell you this part huh. is not going to exist when they know it exists. You can't you can't yeah. compartmentalize it. Yeah. So, all right. Well, we'll, we'll see uh, how your prediction plays out. But we have to run. We do. Gordon. We have to run. I'm no sorry, Q&A, people. Sorry, no Q and A. you've got plenty of great questions. Keep them in the Discord, or I will keep them in the Discord, and we will get to them. I promise. I promise. So let's uh, let's get out of here, Gordon. Sorry, I just closed that page. I needed to read off. Oh, that's <laughs> fine. Uh, do it from memory. You got it. Uh, check back next week for there your you uh, dot, dot, dot. fix of PC hardware. Uh, here we go. Oh no, I went to the wrong page. <laughs> on the Full Nerd for audio listeners, subscribe to us on iTunes, Google Play, or Stitcher. Send your questions and comments to the Full Nerd at pcworld.com. Uh, pcworld.com. Every time you do. NVIDIA, AMD, and, and Intel mess with each other. Thanks for coming. I'm Gordon Ung with Brad Charkas. Adios. Elaine Yee. Bye, everyone. And Patrick Murray's can hit the off switch. Uh, we got to run to a meeting. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.